Hello, 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 and welcome to another episode of Roaring Twenties. I'm your host, Nick, and I come to you with Fidget Spinner in hand. This is a podcast where we (laughs) hang out, spill the tea, and chat about life while being 20 in the 20s, honey. Today, I have an amazing friend. They are currently in medical school, and they're a really great artist who loves a good meme. <laughs> it is my friend, Andres Reche. Wow. Hi. <laughs> oh, such a flattering introduction. Thank you. I, I like to um, introduce my guests with a little bit of flair, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so where are you currently right now? Right now, well, I'm in my home. I'm home alone. I'm trying to where keep is with home? all. Oh yeah, that's be like yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I live in Granada, which is uh, um, a city in the southeast part of Spain. So real hot weather, uh, real hot people too. You know, <laughs> the, the usual in Spain, but uh, yes. It's um it's really hot right now actually because mm-hmm. it's uh, around well I don't do Fahrenheit shit I know so you don't sorry for <laughs> Fahrenheit <laughs> North American but <laughs> um, no you're right we should be on the metric system honestly yeah 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 how hot how hot is it there uh it's uh thirty nine Celsius okay so, so that's like um two million degrees in American Fahrenheit right. <laughs> Probably. Also, Granada is so dry right now. Um, uh, honest, no, it's okay. I will take a dry heat. Let me tell you what you don't want. You don't want, imagine being as hot as you can be, right? And yeah. then imagine sweating more yeah. than, than you can. And, I, and, I, and, and we'll, we'll get into this because you came to America yeah. and you can attest to the humidity, right? I remember Washington, D.C. Like, Ooh. I have... I have some PTSD from that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hated that. I, I was yeah, a fool. It a is the worst fool. today. Yeah. Um, oh, before we get into it, even though we're already into it, what are your pronouns? <laughs> oh, yeah. I am he, him. Totally. So. He, him. Okay. My pronouns are they, them. I know. So a little bit, um, let's get into how we know each other, right? So yeah. I uh, work for this company where they... It's like an international learning program where they bring mm-hmm. over kids from primarily like Italy, in your case, Spain, and yeah. we give them like an American experience. And <laughs> that's where I met a lot of you guys. And honestly, meeting you guys, having so many people like adore me was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like kind of. I know, like, I know. There I was, was like, a culture around adoring you for sure. He, <laughs> and I honestly I was I was surprised because I was like I fucking love this job and I fucking love um just like the culture and like hearing everyone different like everyone's different stories and stuff yeah. um and you guys weren't you, you guys um were there for three weeks right yeah we went for three weeks and well we loved uh being there because it was like the usual 
American Dream experience in college, but without yeah. studying or anything like that. Yeah. And we didn't get to experience like any of the bad things that mm -hmm. uh, the American Dream have. So it was such a nice experience. Also, we met you. That was amazing. Oh, thank you. Uh, <laughs> but, but yeah, overall, it was such a great experience. Yeah, how so talk a little bit um, about what what it was like seeing America in person versus like what you thought of it. Like what what was America mm. like before you first um came here? What did you think it was like? Well, I guess uh media and <laughs> all yeah. that mm, creates a like a scenery kind of of America which is not that um real realistic at least because we all think america is like new york and if it's not new york it's like this really small um countryside village in texas probably <laughs> so yeah. it's uh that's the spectrum i didn't know anything about for example new jersey and we were staying over there and i really oh, yeah. like how all the um, you know there were a lot of forests and nature and all because I didn't expect that at all in the USA. But yeah, I guess um, my uh, my pers perspective, like my thoughts on the USA mm -hmm. didn't really change um, from before to after going. Because um, I think I'm quite, uh, you know, I, I know how America can be, well, North America can be, and not only in the American dream things, but also like the bad stuff. Yeah. So I thought it was gonna be worse than what I experienced. Really? <laughs> was that was that specifically New York? Like just because of the, all the things you see or was it more like broad? It's New York. Cause I was expecting New York to be like um, more sad and depressing than it was. Really? <laughs> yeah, cause it, I'm from, as I said before, I'm from Granada. This is like a real um, colorful and naturey and, you mm. know, overall a happy looking city, like a small city. Yeah. And in Spain. So I thought America, New York was going to be really, really, uh, I don't know, gray. Like gray and like depressing and sad. Just because, like, the buildings? Yeah. <laughs> really? No, yeah. And that's one thing I will say. I love that um, where we were, we were in New Jersey, but we would bus into New York. So yeah. every everyone um, got that New York experience, that American, quote, experience, through, uh, like, during the day. But we would yeah. come back to um, a college campus, and you guys would be in the nature. You, uh, you all would see, like, everyone was obsessing over the squirrels and the foxes <laughs> and everything yeah that's the thing <laughs> and we, we actually, don't see any squirrels in spain <laughs> yeah which i was surprised i was i was like we see these all the time and like every every time we're um we're doing giving our tours um we're like look back and everyone's like stopped and we're like what's everyone looking at and like everyone's like <laughs> taking pictures of the squirrel and i'm like <laughs> This, this this one girl, she was like, this is like Ice Age come to life, like the movie. I, only see it. I was like, oh my gosh, work. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's interesting that that's, uh, that was kind of how you saw America. What What is like, because I'm always interested in what 
other people think of America. Hmm. What, what, how do y'all view America? Like, since, let's say, like, since Donald Trump, like, how do y'all view Americans? I think for every, like, every person in Spain, there's like, um, well, maybe not only Spain, but every part of the world. (laughs) But from my experience, um, every Spanish person goes through a phase of loving America, like, well, North America, it's like, um <laughs> uh it's there is a clear image of a 12 13 year old girl wearing a um a flag like an american flag t-shirt like from the states and that's like real common in that age group and it's all about oh my god i want to live in new york or i want to live in um los angeles and I want to go there and be, you know, like a famous actress or something. And then we all start to hate it. <laughs> really? So when we turn like 16, 18. Yeah. So what makes you guys hate it? I guess it's because like you guys, this like you, it's like the picture of America and then you like yeah. see it's like picture of freedom. And then once you realize yeah. that it's not real freedom, you're like, Ooh. Yeah, yeah. for sure. I guess um, when you're from like, Mediterranean country probably you see life um, also if you are like as, uh, as I am myself uh, a person with quite a privilege you see life as rather uh, free and we don't really make uh, a statement out of it like um, it seems to us like uh, people from the USA are always saying the land of the free or the land of freedom and it's like well, yes, <laughs> as everywhere else, beach. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like it's the first world. You don't have to rely that much on freedom. Yeah, so, I guess it's like hmm, I, I guess it's kind of like that. Like you start seeing the all the shit around guns and all the shit around you know our I mean your um, fucked up healthcare system. <laughs> oh yeah, we we really. I guess it depends on, on the person, but at least for me and my friends, we start seeing all this bad stuff happening there and no one addressing it. So we just grew apart from, oh my God, out of America. Dang. Which was a face. <laughs> yeah, I mean, sounds about right. I mean, imagine growing up here like, having that realization yourself, like realizing yeah. what slavery is and then realizing your country's relationship to it and then realizing yeah. that they haven't acknowledged and apologized for it and then realizing that it's only been modernized and it's, yeah. and, hmm. and, and everyone knows about it, but no one talks about it. And, and the real question is, the real question and the real fight in America is, do we want to extract the racism from our country or do we want to continue to benefit from this system that doesn't really benefit it's just like so fucking much so like realizing all of that living in america i can only imagine what it's like living in another country and like seeing what's going on over here especially since like america is like on the stage for the world i mean everyone models essentially that's the thing that's what i was trying to express like we all grew up uh, seeing how America or North America is the dream. Like, oh my God, I would love to live in America. And then you just 
feel like that's not a real thing that um that dream is only for a few people like a few number of people and yeah but it's not really anything you'd like to be living in so overall that's it yeah <laughs> yeah um what more specifically what has been like because i know we kind of talked um whenever these protests and stuff were starting to go on yeah and i was surprised to see that these things were happening outside of america as well yeah. i think that was something that was very surprising this time around with this movement i was like oh this isn't just us you know what has been um the response of people in spain to what's going on in america with these protests and these black lives matter um movement you know the thing about this thing is that um even even for myself uh for a real long time uh we don't really um address uh the black population or the non-white population in spain because i guess it's um a new age uh immigration so for example for me as a kid um it was not common to see non-white people on the streets unless they were like quote-unquote um, immigration workers or some things like that. So, for example, we have a huge community of uh, Chinese people, but it's kind of um, enclosed and um, there's not like uh, a good relationship between um, all these types of, of different cultures and, and communities. So, for example, the the Black Lives Matter movement, um, when it, uh, when all of it exploded in America, uh, there was like um, uh, a continuation of it in Spain, but it has not been addressed at all by the news or anything like that because uh, there's so much, um, or at least in my opinion, there's so much. Um, I think the media tried to. Uh, convey that it was only a USA thing mm. so we didn't really see much of it but from what I know um, all of my circle like all of my community try to uh, reach out to the people they knew in the USA or maybe try to you know all of these videos uh, with the donating system to the Black Lives Matter movement but I haven't seen like a huge um, movement here, and I think it's because of that, of that um, lost connection between communities. Mm -hmm. So it's, I it's, guess the racial situation in Spain is uh, is kind of weird because it's not an issue that it's being addressed at all. So there's nothing really to talk about, but because no one talks about it. Got you. It's kind of, I, I see what you're saying. It's kind of like, there wasn't really, we didn't really notice a problem before, but now yeah. we're looking at America and we're looking around like, oh, we kind of noticed some of that here. Yeah. Type of mentality. Because cause you sent me um, on Twitter, there were videos that I saw of protests. So it's, it's yeah. not just America. And it's interesting um, hearing you talk about what your media is showing because the media over here also isn't showing these protests. Yeah. They're still going on every day. Well, that's you just uh, <laughs> systemic and institutionalized uh, racism. But I guess um, 
I think um, the Black Lives Matter movement in Spain um, is quite different also because it's completely different from the thing happening in the States. Right. Just because, um, yeah, just because um, the, the wage of immigration right now is coming directly from uh, North Africa and not only Africa, but also like, um, this is not only about black people, but all the immigrants coming from um, the, the east of uh, Europe or the west of Asia. And the thing is that in Europe, there has been um, uh, a new movement of uh, the extreme right wing in politics. And with that comes a lot of racism and, you know, hatred of immigrants. So mm -hmm. I think that's what um, the Black Lives Matter or I guess the immigration uh, discussion should be around, should be like talked about here in Spain, but still it's not talked about it because the media doesn't really show us the reality of it. They just right. show, for example, people coming uh, really, really poor structured uh, boats from Africa and saying they are trying to steal our houses, steal our jobs, and people believe that. And mm. that's quite the lame thing, but. Yeah, yeah. It's a real different problem, I guess. It's, it's interesting, it's interesting to know that like these race relations still happen in other countries, just in different ways. Yeah. It's, it's, it's truly a global issue. Mm. Um, but enough about that. Yeah. <laughs> I know that you are, you're in medical school. One thing that we talk about um, is, is how shitty American healthcare is and oh, yeah. how everyone... You said you want me to talk about that. Because <laughs> <laughs> I could go an hours long. I know you could. I know. And you were educating me on it too, just about like um, what universal healthcare looks like in mm. action and what, and, and listening to it it makes so much sense like it's mm. a thing that so many countries already have and and it's like so 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 you're a student right yeah and second I'm, year <laughs> second year work um you're like almost done how many how many years do you have to well to not at all almost done because um medical school here is not only four years like we have the pre-med um inside of medical school so it's six years Mm-hmm. So <laughs> And do you have to have pay for that college? Left. Sorry? Do you have to pay for that college? No, that's another thing I should talk oh, about. Oh wow. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> Healthcare and <laughs> education. Free education. Oh, oh. So actually I wanted to talk about that too because I think mm -hmm. um I think America has that well, again, the states have that problem and is that um Education and healthcare are so so fucking expensive. I don't know how you guys do it. <laughs> like, really, when you told me, um, when we met, I was still a teenager, but you told me you had like three jobs. Uh, yeah. At that time, just to pay for tuition and all of that, and I was like, three jobs. <laughs> what, <laughs> yeah. How did you even manage to do three jobs and? And, and when I when I moved cool. to New York, I had when I moved to New York, I had five. Wow. Yeah, that car. Let me tell you, that car. Because it's like 
I, I would love to like praise it and say, oh my God, Nick, you are doing amazing. But at the same time, it's like, you shouldn't have to do that. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But that's, that's the thing. It's like, it's so twisted over here because the way the system is set up, it's set up to benefit yeah. a, a certain percent of people. Yeah. And the American dream, work hard, get what you want. But is it what you want? Basic health care? <laughs> right. Literally. Right. <laughs> like, and is it something that I want or something that I deserve as a, you know, civilian, as a... As contributing to your motherfucking society. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> damn. <laughs> um, it's so twisted, yeah. But so so what has what has um what has it been like through this whole COVID thing being a medical student? Yeah. And are you are you dealing with like studying that or are you like like what's the tea with that? Well, first of all, when all this started, um like uh all of my classes like uh, in person were cancelled and I started going online too and at least I'm not paying for like <laughs> online lessons but at the same time since it's like free education um, you don't get I guess what for example Harper may be doing for their students uh, at home so sometimes not like not all my teachers have taught their lessons they were just like sending PDFs like Oh, that's the lesson. Read it. You have an exam tomorrow. Yeah. Lazy. <laughs> so it was not that good of a thing. But at the same time, we kind of um, forgive it because um, all of our teachers are uh, physicians and we've seen how they have, how they had to work in this pandemic. Yeah. I'm not going to say that Spain is perfect in any way and that it's um, healthcare systems perfect uh, at all. And we've seen that through the pandemic. But what I do have to say is that not only is it like universal um, free healthcare, but our physicians are trained in, it's actually something I, I was taught in school. We are taught in a Mediterranean um, medical uh, weight or something. And mm -hmm. it's like, um, we are taught to help anyone that comes through the door. It doesn't matter anything about them. And what I see in the USA, it's that it's more about the money they have or the, um, you know, if they have healthcare, I don't know how to say it, but like- The insurance. Um, yeah, if they, have, yeah. if they have insurance. So no one here would question um, operating on someone or doing something for someone who is in need just because they don't have insurance. But I do see that in the States and I think that's quite the thing to talk about. Yeah, it's it's insane that we're still talking about universal health care in 2020 mm -hmm. as being an option as if other countries don't already do it and do it successfully. And, and also I in the middle of a pandemic where everyone should be attended and everyone should be taken care of exactly exactly um so i know you draw <laughs> you're you're uh you're pretty swift with a pencil <laughs> <laughs> 
you actually you yeah, i'm gonna yeah, post like, it when i do this when i do this episode i'm gonna post it oh. you do me something um for for black lives matter and even when um when you came to america you drew me like my one of my instagram pictures that i like posted <laughs> like the day before <laughs> so like what is the tea with drawing i i i i fuck with your drawings you're really good like how did you start oh, thank you thank you i guess um i just love to like since i was a kid i, I love to draw and i love to paint and sometimes i say to myself i wish i had the courage to like do that for a living but at the same time i love uh, medicine and all of that but i guess um when you start drawing like from a small age you are so immersed into it that you are not ever gonna stop it's not that um for example if you wanted to take that up you couldn't it's just that when you are just a kid and you do it every day it's just like part of your <laughs> normal right. life I guess. interesting but, you i think you have you if you like were if one day you were like i don't want to do medicine anymore i just want to paint <laughs> You honestly could do it because it's no, so good. I'm not that good at all. <laughs> you literally are. Everyone, I want you to go to my Instagram at it's Nick, I guess, and I want you to look at the picture that that Andres drew for me, and just and just like the nick of time, like I wasn't even. I remember being like, "Hey, can you draw this up for me?" And then you were like, "Oh, you mean this?" And I was like, "Oh, I mean, I was just asking if you could do it." It's <laughs> <laughs> uh, just because since. I had no lessons back then because my teachers were assholes and <laughs> weren't sending me anything to learn at all. I had a lot of free time, so <laughs> yes. don't worry about it. Okay, so we're going to take a quick break and then we'll be back. Bye. <laughs> Bye. TikTok is right. Y'all, it is very important. Early voting has started. Please, please, please vote, vote, vote. It is very, very important. If you can vote by mail, that'd be the best. Head over to www.vote.org to register. Request your mail-in ballots and find your nearest polling place. And we are back. Mm. <laughs> so in this segment, we're going to be talking about our 20s. And <clears throat> what a thing. I know, I know. It's okay. You're almost there. You're, how old are you? I'm turning 20 in exactly uh, 20 days. Exactly 20 21. days. 20, 21. Oh, 21 days. Yes. That's so exciting. You're, at least oh. for me, look, right in between 18 and 21 is, is just like, I feel like they're this, or 18 through 20, I'll say, is like, I feel like it's the same age. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've been 18 for two years now. Like, <laughs> like i like my 20th birthday, I, I'm pretty sure it was amazing. I don't know. I can't remember, but. Um, so I, because you're not 20 yet, I asked, I told you to come up with a couple questions because I want to see what, what you're thinking about when it comes to your twenties. I want to know, like, 
just what you what's what comes off the dome as a 19 year old going into a new decade you know so actually i've been thinking about this a lot for like a couple of months i think i've been obsessed but uh, obsessed wow obsessed <laughs> with uh, like well I'm, I'm gonna sound so old right now but i i've been obsessed with like the passing of time like <laughs> oh. i feel i feel like um when I when I turn I guess seventeen until I turn seventeen life was so slowly like it was a day at a time kind of thing mm-hmm. but after seventeen it's been so fast like I can I can even grasp around the idea of how fast it has been and I want to know like how have these past years have been to you like have they been rust or are you enjoying them enjoying them and you know doing your thing or is it more like oh my god i have to do so many things <laughs> i'm an that, adult now th- that's a really great question um so i think it's a mix of both like between 19 so i'm 22 and i've been living on my own now for four years and these past four years have been like so just transformative for me as a black queer person and I myself had like when I moved out there were so many things that were unexplored so many questions that I needed answered so many things that I need to experience because simply because I had just been living in like a bubble my whole life you know yeah so like at first it was very like i was very excited to like have my freedom and my independence and like that's an amazing thing that's a very important thing because i feel like a lot of people once they move out struggle to acclimate to or or um struggle to find their independence or they they uh, are codependent on a relationship or friendships or whatever um and like i went from living in Florida to living in New York in in these past four years. So my, my thing was when I had graduated high school, I was, I had, I was like, I had computer certifications, network certifications, but I was like, I want, like, I wanted to pursue theater and like, I, all I saw were all the things I was missing. So once I went to college, I like, started doing theater and then I was approached Mm -hmm. for dance and then I learned dance and, and then I met someone from New York and then I was like, I had my sights set on New York because I wanted to be around other queer people. Yeah. So these past four years have gone by so fucking fast. <laughs> um, I've gone through so, so many different, just like relationships. I've, I've, I've been through I so know, many. Right? Yeah. Like you just like, you come across so many different paths that you, that like you probably will like realign with later on in life you learn so much about yourself you learn what you truly believe in and depending on like where you are in life like right now I'm going to school and I'm like pretty good where I am I'm going to stay where I am um but I feel like these past four years was me like making the transition from living with my mom to living on my own comfortably and like where I want to be you know yeah so I think you have to look forward to I think like right now it's just like a really 
transformative time and like also life in spain is so different than in america (laughs) because how old now now in america we move out at 18 but like i know what age is it to move out in in spain typically actually it's kind of a difficult question to answer because there's no real age to move out because um i guess uh all of you in america do dorms or at least you try to do dorms and the thing is that that's non-existent <laughs> here in Spain. So even, everybody, even for colleges? Yeah, yeah, there's there are no dorms. Like only private like private school or private um Oh uh, like boarding school? Like the, yeah, it's not like the main thing here. So I guess those have dorms. But you know, the usual is to just stay with your parents if you study in the same city that you grew up in or move to another one and rent a, you know like of these american dream uh tv shows just like friends or something like that they all just rent an apartment and they live there so it's not like um there's a real age you move out because when um the lease um finishes at like the end of the school year you go, you go back to your house. So it's not like, and usually um, it's the parents uh, paying for that apartment. So it's not like a real, um, um, you know, leaving the nest or anything like that. It's, it's just like, I'm going to study abroad, quote unquote, and I have to pay for it. So it's wow. your parents taking care of you, but in another city. So, you know, when, when I said before that I was really surprised about you working three jobs uh, at that time, it's not like uh, no one works uh, from 16 in here. You can work when you are 16, but since the usual path is to just study and then going to the university, and since university is usually free or inexpensive, it depends on when you, where you are from and a few things, um also your grades and all of that uh you don't really have to um you know uh save a lot of money so it's not that you must um work i guess there are people with different situations that may need to but it's not the usual so it's quite different and i guess the usual age I'm sorry, I took a long road <laughs> to answer your question. I <laughs> no, guess it's, it's around okay. 25 to 30. Wow. Maybe That's more such... 30 because there are people who move out even after 30, which is crazy. I, I, I don't want to do that, obviously, but I guess... Uh, <laughs> That's like a completely different way of life, yeah. though. Like, oh my gosh. We're babies at 18. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Literally. Do you, okay. What other questions do you have? Oh yeah. I want to know, um, you know, when you are, I mean, you are approaching 25, which I think it's like a, (laughs) a landmark. (laughs) Really? It's 25? I, I don't know. It just feels like, um, it's, closer to 30 than yeah 30, like half the... so i want to know what are your expectations for your life or at least what where do you want to be or who do you want to be 
when you are 25, then 30, where do you see yourself? Oh my gosh. Such a great question. I live, I love being interviewed. Oh my gosh. <laughs> you really, you should have a podcast. Uh, I'm, the, I'm the guest now. <laughs> <laughs> You're the host now. Boring yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. 20s with Andres. <laughs> yeah. Um so it's very interesting because whenever um whenever I moved out, I like saw all the things I was missing about like theater and like performing and then and yeah. then I like came into contact with drag like two, three years ago. Um and and I just like all I want to do at the end of the day, all I want to do is entertain people and make people happy and make people laugh with content I create. Mm -hmm. um, and at the moment I'm like scared. I like care too much about what people think to like put myself out there. I mean, sometimes I do, um, but where I see myself by 25 and like closer to 30 is like having my own like, channels whether it's youtube or this podcast which i see growing um i definitely want to do broadway and i definitely want to be on tv my goal I is i would love to see you on broadway <sighs> thank you i want to be on broadway so bad i i want to i want to um i want to be on pose so bad too um you know, <laughs> but like i will literally just be the water I, I i will just bring the water like i will bring the water no label with no straw and a glass because no plastic <laughs> say, here is your water room to metallic straw <laughs> <laughs> yeah. metallic yes yeah i would like i'm telling you um but i'm kind of like everything so much about the industry is changing right now mm. and and so much of myself like coming into myself and knowing who I am as a gender nonconformist, I don't really want to play traditional male roles. I want to write my own stories. I want to play my own characters. I want to play complex queer characters. And I That's want amazing. to, you know, tell my story through my own music. So that's where I see myself in by 25. I know I'm if I can get there. I just like, <laughs> but um, Manifested, yes. Yes, I'm. I'm throwing it out there. Also, <laughs> I, I've been. I've been thinking about this too. I'm watching Big Brother All Stars right now, and I'm thinking like, there isn't a lot of queer representation on TV. I would love yeah. to do like a Big Brother, a uh, 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 um Survivor, because baby, this queer ADHD, um, Aries brain, this person. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, baby. <laughs> Uh, let me tell you, they ain't ready for me. They ain't ready. <laughs> that was a you really create a, a queers of America kind of yes. reality show. <laughs> yes, I I'm down for it. I just like I just listened to the greats talk about how training is important and how they 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 have their technique and stuff. Yeah. And so I need to do my due diligence and take the time for that. And I'm so gracious and grateful that I have the time. You know, with covid and everything and like just my family and how they set me up and i'm so blessed so i want to you know do something with that and my grandma always told me i was anointed so <laughs> i'm gonna be out here i would be out here shining <laughs> okay do you have any other questions no thank you so much no thank you oh my gosh that was incredible okay 
Um, yes, yeah, so, so we're going to take a quick break and then we will okay. be right back. See ya. I want to go into a little Spain versus America. So um, I have a little bullet points. Because we didn't talk about that at all. <laughs> Not at all. I actually, I've been to uh, Spain. I've been to Andalusia. Um, and <laughs> you're like surprised by how, how I pronounced that. Did I say it correctly? No. <laughs> yes, I did. Are you serious? No. no. How, did I, how, how do you say it? Andalusia. No, remember the sea is not a sea, it's a say. And the oh, <laughs> and Andalu, Andalusia, Andalusia. I think that's just you, though. I'm gonna be honest, I think that's just you. No, <laughs> because because you you say your you say your s's and your t's like the like no, 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 you, Don't as go you there. say no, as you say no right now, you're using your tongue. I see you speak like that. I think no, that's no, just no. you. But there's actually quite, um, you know, Spain is uh, a really rich uh, country when we talk about accents. Mm-hmm. And <clears throat> every part of Spain has its own accent. And Andalusia, there's always this topic of, well, since we are from the southern part of, of Spain, just as uh, the southern part of um, the state, we're usually made fun of because of how we talk or how or how our accent is. Girl, same. So I'm from Florida. Yeah. Same. <laughs> so, they talk about us too. <laughs> so it's um, there's usually this topic about uh, Andalusian, uh, <laughs> Andalusian accent, and there's a huge variety of accents in, in Andalusia, not only one. So there are people who say Andalusia, but it's only um, like a, a small percentage because that's called a uh, which means that you pronounce the C's like in English, but that's not the norm. I'm sorry. <laughs> well, consider me in that small percentage. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, but you're right though. I forgot you did tell me it was Andalusia. Andalusia. <laughs> Did I get that, it? that sounded Spanish as fuck, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I have a couple of things here and I want you to, t- I, let's see if we can agree on who's okay. better. So first up is sports. You're asking me the little gay boy about sports? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know much, I just... Like, how was it there? Is it like as hype as it is here? Because I mean, we we it's fuck with hypest. soccer, baseball, football. Hype is It's just that we do like your soccer, like. Um, Wait, say that again. Like soccer, like proper oh, football, so- football, <laughs> like soccer, the real American football. soccer. Yeah, which is good football here, but the thing is that um, I think it's well in Spain is like the hypest thing like every mm-hmm. every man like in Spain loves football I guess it's kind of the trend mm-hmm. or at least it was kind of the trend I think it's more muted these years but anyway so uh we won like the world championship of that once so I guess Spain's good in sports I don't know <laughs> I, I don't know shit about that <laughs> do you think do you th- okay do you think they're more hype than Americans, though? Because, I mean, you came here and you kind of saw a little of that. I know, but, like, 
I mean, niggas you know, here will people, like riot towns if their team doesn't win. Spanish people are loud and crazy. You should know that. Like, but they're not burning down towns because their team didn't win. Uh, I'm telling I you, think they do. Like in Europe, like uh, the fanatics uh-huh. of of football all around Europe, those bitches are like messing around the city. <laughs> like you can you can see them. It's it's quite uh, intense, and there's always like a lot of police. Uh, at the at the side of a football event because there's always something happening. It's kind of True. crazy. I don't know. I feel like I think we can agree Americans better on sports, but it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> okay. okay. If you say so. <laughs> the, the next one is food. Well, like, do you even have food? You're gonna stop. Just no. because all of our food is made from corn and wheat does not. No, no. Make- I'm not talking about like proper you know for example oh you're talking about like dishes like like native to our to america yeah yeah i'm not talking about that or i'm not talking about like um for example the southern part which i know has a greater cuisine going Uh on like um i can't remember the name of this dish but it looks quite yummy it's like um Ah, it's from the south. It, from the south, it's like a a creamy soup. Oh, um, uh, creme brulee. <laughs> <laughs> oh, creamy soup. I was thinking. <laughs> creme brulee. Clam, are you talking about clam chowder? <laughs> no, no, no. I can't remember. It's like it's like goose or something like that. I don't goose. Know. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm so uncultured in America. But the thing is that you don't really have. Cuisine. You just have food. And we have cuisine. cuisine. Um, <laughs> I, I'm going to stop you right there because white okay. women contributed one great thing to America <laughs> in the 50s, and that is lemon bars. Thank you so much. Thank you for coming to my TED Talk. <laughs> Literally. I mean, uh, do, do you guys agree? Do you guys agree? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. It's not just me. We did Actually, a survey. I've been, I've been having like uh, an identity crisis about food because as you may know only you i am a vegetarian and spanish food is quite based around meat basically Mm -hmm. and also um also fish because it's a a mediterranean place that you know mainly uh, meat so i've been struggling with that a lot because i love to cook and i consider myself um amateur cook and the thing is that it's so hard to find an identity in my own cuisine. I'm always going to like um, Indian cuisine or maybe more um, more Asian or more more South American cuisine because it's, well, not usually South American now that I think of it, but <laughs> I usually go to some cuisines that I can adapt to veganism or vegetarianism. And Spanish food is so difficult to do. And I love it because I love the food we make here and all of our spices. And it's not like, it's not the same as like, you know. Yeah, that's where we fries and spices with ketchup. We don't really do that. (laughs) You you speak in my language. I have a Popeye's outside my window right now. You need to stop. (laughs) (laughs) I will say your food is way better. 
the quality of it. It's better and better for you. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> American food is just catered to what you to what you like. I th- I do I will say that there mm. there's just like there's just too many options. Like I kind of you like, know the thing about America let let me stop you right there because the thing about America is that it's not like I mean mm, different cultures have have brought uh, to America a lot of different cuisines and they all have merged and created like uh, a new American cuisine, which is American Chinese, American um, Japanese, American Indian, American Lemon bar. Lemon bars. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but the thing is that, um, and, and I love all of those things. Uh, I love how um, culture has um, immersed itself in a white country. <laughs> has Hello. It. But uh, the thing is that Spanish cuisine the thing I love it for is because it has like a lot of centuries of, um, you know, home cooking behind it. And it has just started mm. to reach the level of modern cuisine or all of that. I love it. You are not going to change my mind. My no, mind you're home. right. I agree. <laughs> I agree. Your food is <clears throat> undeniable. It's, it's, delicious on its own with no seasoning no 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 with a lot of seasoning oh oh really yeah all right i don't know we're not, I... we're not i'm not french what are you talking about <laughs> <laughs> go so drag other europeans i'm spanish <laughs> <laughs> okay the last one is scenery oh i mean we don't have gray buildings. <laughs> okay, you're right. But that was just Washington DC. And honestly, okay, okay. and honestly, retrospectively, now that I'm thinking about it, I, I don't want to show any more people Washington DC because don't. I don't want to have a lot of people. Honestly, I'm so glad we're over pretending because what y'all saw and, and y'all hated it too. Let me tell the yeah, Washington. I hate it so much. Everything is tall and everything's made of marble and everything's hot yeah. and gross and you're sticky and we can't yeah. let you sit down because we're on a time schedule and we have to make it to Golden Corral. I hate it so much. We I, I was just a pool. Like <laughs> I, yes, I, I was never so leave there. And I was I was the liaison for Washington DC. So every weekend I was just getting just getting <laughs> drenched. And 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 it rained two out of the three weekends. Don't don't even get me started. Um so but much. but yeah anyway I guess <laughs> I don't know much about the scenery in America because I have only like Well you been... saw you saw the um think about it. You saw the um I always call it the Eiffel Tower and it's not that. Uh, <laughs> Lady Liberty <laughs> My mind is blanking. But it's not your liberty. Is that even a scenery? Um I think Oh my it's... god. All of you people from the States like I mean, I mean, I will say I've I've been to Europe and it's just a different type of scenery. I prefer yeah, like it's quite different pastures and like monuments and like the history and stuff. I prefer looking at stuff like that versus like a monument or something that's capitalistic where I have to pay money to enjoy. Yeah, <laughs> to enjoy. yeah. No, actually, what I love about southern countries in in Europe because that's where I do enjoy, uh, you know, city the site. Sightseeing? No. Sightseeing? 
sightseeing. Mm -hmm. When I do enjoy that is when the country itself has cute cities. Like if your city is cute, I'm a go there. Because yes. for example, I was towing uh, Madrid, like the capital of Spain, to a few friends from, from about, abroad. And they were like, oh my God, this is so cute. And I was like, bitch, this is no, no cute at all. This is like <laughs> capitalistic cute in Spain. You have to go to the south uh, of Spain. You have to go to Andalusia or the north. It's also really, really amazing. But I love my little cities, little buildings, a small, uh, narrow. Um, yes, the streets. You know, yes, yeah, streets. I love it so much. I, I will say I love that too. I mean, I got the best of both worlds growing up of city and kind of rural, yeah. um, like rural America. And I will say I... I prefer like to just like get in my car and drive through all the little towns yeah. and like see all the different buildings and all the different people that live there. And those towns are like so much more cute and like homey than like New York. Yeah. I mean, New York is great and it has its perks, but like there's nothing like a a nice like being around like people in like a small town. Yeah. It's like perfect. I guess the scenery is just too different. I guess it yeah. depends on, on your taste. Yeah, I yeah. You're never because gonna find anything our, like New York if you like that kind of scene. You are never ever gonna find anything like that. Maybe in Madrid a little bit, but it's not nowhere like nowhere near that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and a lot of our towns are a lot more close together. Like, how how long does it take you to get to another another town? Well, it depends. But um, Spain is quite the small country, like it's not huge at all. And mm. I guess, for example, from the north part of Spain to where I am from, it would take by car maybe 12 hours. Oh my gosh, that's not bad at all. That's like, I drove more than that to go from Florida to New York. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, probably. Hey. I, I guess Spain is um, like, a, a, like a big state, probably, in the USA, size-wise. Say that again? Size-wise? No, I, say what you just said before that. <laughs> but I think Spain is um, similar to a big state in the USA. Texas? No, a big state. A, a what state? <laughs> <laughs> a big you think it's similar to the biggest state in America? No. <laughs> <laughs> What's happening? I think Spain's size uh -huh. is similar uh -huh. to the size of a big state in the USA. B-I-N-G? B-I-N-G? B-I-G. Beijing? Nicolas. I don't know what you're saying. <laughs> You're gonna have. Oh my gosh! You have to translate it for me. No, no, like as a big yes. Okay, so you said you think Spain is the size of of a big what? Yeah, <laughs> a big state of a big state. Yeah, yeah. And then I said Texas. Texas is our biggest state. Oh, I thought you said like. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you meant that I said big Texas or something like that. So, editing this out. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, I, I guess we can agree that Spain and America are beautiful in their own rights, more so Spain, honestly. But yeah, we're going to take a quick break and then we will be right back. And we're back for the last little tidbit, last little piece of dessert. And Ooh. so um, I have a record of the week. Usually every week I am feeling something new, something that I'm really vibing to. And I just like to give that out to the people, let them know what I'm chewing on. That's nice. such a weird thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> but um, this week I was giving it to you because I wanted to see what you were vibing with. So, Oh, thank you. Yes. So let me see if I can say it correctly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Cosas interesantes para decir. Ooh, that was a nice accent. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Indirecto en el estudio. Well, that's just like uh, live studio. <laughs> oh, I knew that. I was just testing you. I just wanted to make sure you knew. Um, <laughs> so, actually, this song is from a really famous Spanish singer. Her name is Amaya Romero. She's actually your age, I think. Maybe 21. And she went to this, like, um, America's Next Idol kind of thing here in Spain. And she won that contest. Oh. And, yeah, I love her so much. Her songs are all really, how do you say that? Like, minimalist. She's always Just talking like about, yeah, she's always talking about things and how they happen in real life and how her feelings are just really, really honest. And this song is her latest. Like, she just um, recorded that and uh-huh. gifted it to us. So what? I'm really happy about it. Can you tell me what <laughs> what the name is in English? Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> interesting things to say. Oh, okay. So it, it's all about... Um, you know, sometimes you are speaking with someone, like you like someone and that just ends and you have so much left to say, but you just don't really want to say it at all. It's kind of that mixed feeling. And I really love um, a few sentences from her. She says, because I'm going to say it, okay? Okay. <laughs> uh, she says... Um, well, should I say it in Spanish or in English? <laughs> in, can say, it, say it in Spanish and then just translate it. Okay, okay. That's not what it means. So, she says, um, Me gusta correr como si llegara tarde, pero solo me hago la interesante. And she's saying how she loves uh, to run through the streets, just like if she was uh, like running late to an appointment or something, but she's just being, like, she's just faking it. She was, She wants to make people think she's such an interesting person because she's running in the street. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's quite the damn song, but there are a lot of things that make it like resonate within me. So I love mm-hmm. her so much. Well, I her love voice that. is amazing. So I love that. This week we have Cosas Interesantes para Decir by Amaya, right? All right. Me gusta bailar 
Delante del espejo me imagino que me ves y me emociono por dentro. Me gusta saltar encima de mi cama. Me imagino que tú eres la almohada. Pero luego cuando estoy junto a ti. I fuck with the sound. Oh my gosh. Did you like it then? Yes, I did. I'm I'm definitely going to check it out. I love when people um, introduce me to new music. So I definitely will. You should listen anything from her. I know it's quite, it's going to be quite difficult to understand, but. I'll translate. It's okay. I got you. I'll translate. (laughs) Thank you so much, Andres, for joining me on this episode. You are incredible. Thank you. It's been such a nice experience. Thank you. No problem. I I really want to interview people in my life um, that I I really want to um, just have people on the podcast and just talk about life, what's going on right now. I mean, we all are living in different parts of the world, trying to take it day by day. Thank you also for listening to another episode of Roaring Twenties. If you like what you hear and you want to hear more, please, please, please leave me a nice low review on Apple Podcasts. You can follow me on all social media at It's Nick, I guess. And if people want to follow you and see all those beautiful drawings, where can they follow you? Well, it's quite a tricky name to say, but you can find me at Andres Reche. Spell that for us. A-N-D-R-E-S-R-E-C-H-E. All right. Yes. That's so- a Spanish name, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and I will catch y'all in the next one. Bye. Bye. Roaring Twenties is a podcast that is recorded, edited, and mixed by yours truly. The music at the beginning and end of every episode is created by Elijah Lyons, and the cover art was created by Chris McClain. <laughs>